Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. It is episode number two, four, nine, nine of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. You are joined by Lee Padabadabadabadadoo. Say hi, Lee. Yo. Yes. Hello. That was a clear, defined signal for me to sync the audio to. You are joined by the Richter Straps endorsee, Mr. Oh my gosh, it's Josh. Good evening, everyone. Guten Tag. You are also joined by... Hi, Matt. <laughs> he's, he's, he's silent. Matt, can't hear you. Speak up. Well, I can't do my <laughs> joke now, because unless you tell me to say hi, Matt... Say I hi, Matt. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Way! We didn't ruin it. <laughs> I mean, Matt did a bit, didn't he? It was seamless. <laughs> seamless, damn it. Seamless. Matt, does that only work at the beginning of the show? Or is, it, is it like a, a, a Tourette's thing? <laughs> Well, so if you ever say hi, Matt, I will say hi, Matt. Pavlovian so response, Matt. yeah. Hi, Matt. Okay, this is going to be an ongoing thing for this episode. <laughs> well, we will see how how far that we can run with that, and how how much humour we can extract from it, and eventually how much it will be a dead horse that we just continue beating. But say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Damn it. <laughs> Right, so it is our uh, 249th episode uh, of the Fret Talk Podcast. 250 sounds like a milestone, doesn't it? Do we need to yeah. do something special for that? Yes. No. I mean, what? we're, we're I split mean, down the... What, is this this what? week's hot take? Do we do something special for... <laughs> what What would we do? I don't know. Maybe a quiz, so maybe my, a little dance. My answer then is firmly in the no camp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's two against one and I've not voted and I, I abstain so there you go no it is I'll tell you what Fret's I mean, life 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 you say no when it was your idea it wasn't I was, I was merely asking the question you asked the question you didn't say we had to yeah uh, I'll put it in the, the podcast group see what they say uh, but they better get their asses into gear because if they don't do it before like Monday night of next week then <laughs> it ain't happening I tell you that and they also need to tell us what we have to do. Yeah, within reason. Yeah, <laughs> related. Indeed. Right, yeah, so... A bunch of Bimpsons in there. He'll say if we to do anything. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, he might do. Nah, Bim- Bimpson's pretty cool. He's uh, He he agreed with me this week on a, on a, a, a bit of the hot take, which we'll mention le- a bit later. Um, but before we do that, we have to pontificate on our own... Um, worldly doings this week. Who wants to go first? Who wants to tell us what you've been up to? Oh, I've not been doing much, so I'll get myself out of the way. Um, I've been continuing the, the studio build and um, been moving everything down there and found out that I own just shy of 100 pedals. Nice. Which is a little bit insane. What is the pedal that you own the most of? What type of pedal? Oh, I don't know. I didn't you even think that. Categorize them as you were doing it. I, I, rookie. No, Those are rookie numbers, Lee. I, well, well, I did put them together, but I put them in together like um, of boutique Pull pedals, up. main oh. brands. I put boss pedals together. I put the uh, MXR pedals together and, and then stuff like that. So if you look at the shelf behind, but that's absolutely full now and there's no room for more and there is more. Uh, no la-di-da boutique pedals. Um, well, yeah, that, that comes under anything that isn't like from a main brand. So Tate FX, for instance. Indeed. You know? 
Um, but I probably would say drives, overdrives, distortions. Which one? Overdrives or distortions? Which one are we going for? Hmm. I think distortions. Cool. I, I hmm. would almost categorically say that I've got more overdrives than anything else. Phasers might be the next one, I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure if I looked through my pedals, I would have more overdrives than I do all of the other pedals combined. (laughs) Yeah, it's by far and away the the most popular. To be honest, I could probably categorise that into tube screamers. (laughs) Because I've got a fair few of them. Guess what I've got very, very, very few of? Like, probably about three or four. Flange. Ring modulation. No, fuzzes. Ah. Most people have mainly fuzzes, and I I just don't. I have two fuzzes. But aren't yours the good ones? The the the, best ones? The 37 effects, little fat guy, little coat, and uh, um, Tate effects, Razor Dead. And I don't see any need to buy another fuzz. Well, they they both uh, have the same kind of control layout, which is more more and it's one sound <laughs> and it's the best sound so yeah and i, I can't argue with that, that I, if i if i need a small board put the small one on if i need a big board put the big one on indeed is it the uh yeah. the ge or the uh silicon silicon um i looked when stuart did his sale over the weekend i looked but he doesn't have any germanium raise the deads it was the the normal germanium fuzzers that's got more than one control and i can't be doing with that I mean, you could just turn both controls up and then that's essentially the same thing. Yeah, but it's not, though. I've had one of the Germaniums before and it's just a very, very different sound. Yeah, but to be honest... In my head, it's a very different sound. I think I prefer the silicon. I know a lot of people are like, oh, Germanium, because it's Germanium, it's the best. I think I prefer the silicon. It's just, it's angrier and more gainy. So I'm down with that. But that, that being said, I've got um, the Moore ger, what's it, Grey Phase, which is a Germanian fuzz phase. That's fucking awesome. When I eventually get around to doing my fuzz, favourite fuzz pedal demo, then you will all be eating your words and you'll be rushing out to buy this fuzz that I will eventually video. Uh, it's the, uh, to hear the Joyo Voodoo Octave. Nope. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Better not be the Tone City Fox Force because that's no. fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the uh, the Voodoo Octave was almost universally panned as shit. I I picked one up for ten pounds, um, and that I think that was posted as well. Um, and then they've they've suddenly got a resurgence where people are going, no, these are really good. Like, there's absolutely nothing changed. It is still a really shitty sounding fuzz, but it's. It's been like discovered that it's based on a specific like vintage fuzz, and because of that, people are absolutely losing their mind over it. I bet it's a fox, um, the fox, uh, the fuzzy one, you know, the furry one. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, the tone machine is it or something like that? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and it's um, (laughs) it is a tone. It does sound like Velcro. Yeah, and that that was the issue because it has it's got um, a switchable octave, but it's also got this weird mid cut control. And you add the octave, and it makes it sound slightly worse. 
you add the mid cut and it sounds slightly worse. You add both and it sounds like double bad. So it's it's a really strange one to to dial in, and it's got a tone control, I believe, that shouldn't be there. <laughs> Because it like the the options for the tone of it are like woolly woolly arse, and then just really too harsh, and there's there's a there's a really really fine band where it sounds okay. But you know what, you you guys do you. If you like the Joyo um, Voodoo you octave, just want us to fuck ourselves. No, I said no. The <laughs> listeners, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whoever likes the the uh, the Voodoo octave. That's fine. You you go go ahead and do that. But <laughs> thank you. Cheers. <laughs> Whoever Where that was. Where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> Just because the uh, the noise gate will get that. Someone was laughing hysterically um, in the background there, and I'm gonna take uh, it. I'm gonna take I'm just, it. Just I'm just looking at my um, penis. My pedal. <laughs> yeah, my pedal shelves, and I think I do only have four fuzzes on that out of all those and by looks of it the majority of them uh, not the majority but the most consistent type of pedal is distortions but when i say distortions i'm talking about martial governor rats that sort of thing that you yeah. know we've got metal zones we've got some high gain stuff on there but it is like um <clears throat> yeah, low that... gain distortions if you like yeah okay and um what fuzzies do you have what we're we saying Oh, you've oh, got the FZ, okay. haven't you? The FZ. Um, oh, yeah. The Waza. Okay, so that makes five then. Um, so I've got one that's discontinued. Well, I can't remember what it's called, so I won't talk about that. Uh, then I've got um, I've got that two-knob square blue. I think it's called the 108 Fuzz from MXR, which was basically yeah, a, sorry, remember that one. a square thing. We did a so weird like, live stream on that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. that was strange I've got the one that we did with Xander for, pe- for uh, um, Pedal Boards of Doom collab for yeah Black the cafetier the BLM cafetier yeah the two knob one uh, it's yeah. really nice that it looks so good and then I've got the super fuzz the Behringer super fuzz oh cool I've got that as well I think mm-hmm. don't you have that as well Josh no nope. <laughs> <laughs> well that's that's that <laughs> fuck you conversation <laughs> Fuck I didn't it. have the OD two hundred, <laughs> which has a fuzz in it, because it's a multi effect, a multi overdrive, isn't it? So yeah, but that that class is multi effects more than anything, really. Yeah, I'd say okay. so. I've got a surprisingly amazing collection of uh, modulations and, and weird effects and tremolos and stuff like that, which makes me very happy. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, Trem's a wicked. I love Trem. It's uh, very much an unsung hero. Um, a lot of delays as well. Do you know what the best tremolo pedal is? Vox AC30. <laughs> I mean, it's quite an expensive tremolo pedal <laughs> if you're just using it for the tremolo, but yeah. I mean, you're wrong, but okay. Yeah, I think the ones and Defenders were better. No, I wouldn't, Stone any, I wouldn't, I wouldn't Stone have any of uh, tremor Tremor I mean, I wouldn't have a fender ramp again. It just lasted three months and then slightly fell over, and now it's dead. Wouldn't ever go back down the fender route. Also, like having seen a few people online, I wouldn't ever buy a cheap fender ramp. They're just not not very well put together compared to the boxes. 
Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy an expensive one either because they're heavy. <laughs> like, well, really I'm not heavy. about weight. I mean, the, I, my AC15 weighs the same as an AC30. <laughs> Which is it's a, it's a 212. equivalent to a small star. <laughs> yeah. Josh mentioned the Tremotron there. That is a brilliant pedal. And so is the delay. What was the delay called as well? It was the same as the Tremotron. I forget. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's where we're Tremotron? Who was the it? Tremotron. Uh, uh, stone, stone Death, yeah. Yeah. It's got MIDI um, presets. It's got loads of stuff in it, but it's, um, you don't it's need... like the ultimate. Why do you need tremolo? MIDI for a fucking Tremolo? No, you because need it to set it to subtle, subtle wobble, and that's it. No, subtle wobble. Then you want like really safe. Uh, um, yeah, in uh, what song is it by Audio Slave? There's one where it's got a really intense oh. uh, tremolo. Cochise. Cochise on the intro. Uh, no, yeah. Cochise is a whammy and delay on the intro. Um, um, Are you thinking how soon is now by the Smiths? Show me how to live. Yeah. Show me how to live. Or Boulevard what's of Broken Dreams. What, what's the frequency, uh, Gennif? What's the what? What's, what's the, the frequency, Gennif? What? The frequency, Kenneth. I don't know. What, what is they're, the frequency, they're, Kenneth? They're, is this like a knock-knock knock joke? Like a really bad knock-knock knock joke? No, they're just boomers. Leave them to it. Okay, okay. I don't know what uh, you're talking about, Grandad. Get back in your old people's home. REM song from the 80s. All I've got to say... REM, who are they? I'm sorry. All I have to say Michael to Stein. you is... Yeah, I suppose everyone Matt. hurts, don't they? Hi, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Josh, 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 Josh. You Me. have been doing a little bit of recording. Some might say more recording. Para more recording. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I mean, it was a segue. We had to shoehorn that motherfucker in there. I mean, <laughs> we, we should put this out and press it because there's an Oscar in there for you. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who who knows? So, Par- you've been recording some. You, you've been recording some Paramore tunes because you are part of Paramore, the um, UK's premier Paramore um, tribute. Yes, indeed. Um, and so obviously we're kind of when we're before we get back on the road and start all the gigs up. And the first one is sixteenth of July down in Swindon. If you're listening down there, get your tickets and come along. Cheeky plug. Um, <laughs> Would he call me? Huh? I mean, it's it is completely <laughs> deserved. <clears throat> and um, it could be hashtag gentle plugging. <laughs> Luke, 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 warm plug. Um, so we, I have kind of they said, oh, you seem to know what you're doing with all social media stuff. You be in charge of it, and I'm like, what? Um, yeah, okay, thanks. Well, yeah, I'm already okay. doing pedal boards of doom. I'm Ram- Ramstein <laughs> Army, and God knows other how many other projects, and they were like. What should we do? And I said, well, if you want to get some, um, you know, get some viewership in and get the promotion going, I said, have a, we'll do a video. We'll do a video and, and uh, release one of the songs, do one of the popular ones. And we it was all in an hour in between Decode, the one from Twilight, and but we decided with Misery Business. 
Yeah, it's a bit, <coughs> it's a bit kind of dreary, isn't it? Um, decode. It's decode's probably our strongest song. Um, <laughs> like in the fact of it's uh, with using like the, like the uh, yeah, with using the performance and with using things like the space echo for some of the tones and things like that. It does sound really, really dreamy. Um. But we decided with Misery Business, so it was my first time kind of um, miking up drums and um, trying to kind of actually do, like, I guess, a sound engineer sort of yeah. shindig. It's tough, um, isn't it? Well, they were like, yeah, you know what you're doing. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll point this course. one here and of that one can go there. Yeah, why are you marking the... the back of the uh, the kick drum uh, fucking pedal? Yeah, because the drone was like, where, where do you want to put the... <laughs> where do you want to put the um, the kick mic? Do you want it in or do you want it like on the, you know, like just out, outside of the... Just the tip. Of... Just, just the tip the is tip. what you want. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, uh, I'll just rest it on the duvet that you've got in there. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Looks about right. Um, did you oh, mic up all the toms individually, or did you just use an overhead for the toms? No, I mic'd up all the toms individually. And used an overhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, used, I used two overheads. I used a close on the hi-hat. Um... And I use a 57 on the snare, which sounds fucking wicked. Um, cool. I must admit. Like, somebody was saying that's the industry standard to use on a snare, but I was just like, is it? I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen, yeah, I've seen 57s. produced mic in the world. It's... 50, yes, 57s. You've got tons of those in in recording studios around the, around the globe. Yeah, but I, like I, I know it's an industry standard microphone, but to use on a snare, I, I was going to say most people would use dedicated drum mics for a snare. As, or, yeah, the weird clip-on ones. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's certainly what I've seen when I've done. Like the worst thing I ever did was fucking run a festival stage because. Uh, oh, yeah, but live, live drumming, live drum sounds are different than uh, studio because you don't yeah, want like fucking um, you boom stands all left and right when you when you're playing live but when you're doing it in the studio it doesn't matter so much yeah well by by band two i'd fucked off all but one mic for the snare <laughs> and one mic for the rest of the kit oh sorry there was a kick mic a snare mic and then i had a, a single know, boom arm over the right shoulder of the drummer yeah. over the cymbals and toms and was just like that's all you have and i'm not fucking because each drummer was bringing their own drum mics and going, no, I want to use my drum mics. Like, like, You're a drummer. No, you fucking off. ain't. It's not even your kit. It's <laughs> nothing even your kit. Fuck off. But yeah. Yeah, do, yeah like, do, you want, do you want me to take an hour miking? You've got miking 15 this... minutes to change over for a 40-minute set. Do you really yeah, want to spend it for 10 minutes, mate? Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll so, get to yeah. play for the sum let, total of two the minutes. I first drummer set up his own stuff, and he just sent me, like, nine cables, and I'm like, ugh. Do you know what? I've seen people be that pedantic at jam nights where they're getting up for three fucking songs if they're lucky. Yeah, yeah. I need to. I need, I need my amp on the stage, please. There's a, yeah. There's only one um, jam night over here, and I've genuinely seen someone rock up to it with a four, four uh, a four twelve and a head, <laughs> and I'm like, it's a blues jam night. 
in the fucking back room of a pub with 20 people in it. You do not need a 412. What are you doing? And the guy's like wheeling in a 412. I think Jam like sort of reason I got serious into pedal boards because I was sick of turning up to like a, a, a completely clean fender or something like that and just being like, well, I'm going to play Metallica on this. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. yeah. Madness. Indeed. I mean, you could play Madness with a clean fender. But not Metallica. You need a saxophone player. You would, you would. So you've done a, you've done a little bit of, oh. little bit of recording of Paramore. Yes, um, I'm going to get it all mixed up um, this week. Uh, once I've got some like personal shit done out of the way, yeah. um, and what I, what I actually somebody said, oh, you should have used. Um, you know, glass, not glass, perspex things in front of the drums, you know, to try and take away some of the, like, yeah, like, because you can hear Lisa's vocals kind of over some of the drums. Yeah. And um, I was just like, yeah, but we don't have, like, you know, five metres of perspex, (laughs) you know. But once it's all, once it's all mixed, as long as it's all in time perfectly, it won't matter. No, um, Lisa's doing the vocals tomorrow, like, and then it should come in quite nicely with the bleed that's over the mics anyway. Oh, she was doing like a guide guide vocals then. Uh, yeah, she was kind of just yeah, like doing like guide vocals for when we were tracking. Um, for mm. tones, everything was actually recorded on the quad cortex. Nice. Um, what amps are we using for this? Come on. So I. For my uh, guitar tracks, I'm actually using uh, the PRS MT15. Okay. Um, I, when I've been playing about with my sounds, that's kind of I I was trying it, and I was like, oh, this is actually like really nice. It's got really good clean. It's got a really nice crunch. Uh, it's saturated and cuts through enough for the lead sort of sounds. Um, so I was like, oh, that that works quite nicely yeah um bass is something I, you know. <laughs> bass is a low guitar yeah yeah like <laughs> i i you know, you know so bass... it's an ampeg svt and everyone will be happy it's yeah. an ampeg svt and everybody will be happy there you go it's, um... the, it's, the, it's the best <laughs> version of the svt <laughs> um I think it was a gap no, to be fair, I think it was like a Galen Kruger or Galen something. Kruger, yeah. Yeah, Galen Kruger, whatever that is, something. The um, green, are they the green ones? No, that's Trace Elliot. That's Trace, oh. yeah. Yeah. Um and Joe was um using um Soldano uh SLO for the rhythm. Nice. Um because that's what kind of he set I set up for him on his head rush. Yeah. So I gave him one of the Soldano presets I used for that. And then um, once kind of Lisa's done her her vocals, um, I'll probably then start just doing, I might like double track a few extra bits. Um, I mean, how different are the guitar parts then? Are they... Um, so for like the, for the rhythm, they're just, it's, um, just, you know, kind of chugging on, um, we're in drop C sharp. So, you know, it's chugging yeah. on a few of the power chords, whereas kind of with the, the lead guitar, it's a lot of octaves. So the octaves cut yeah. kind of, um, cut through. 
quite a lot compared to obviously with the rhythm, but it's actually quite a nice balance. Uh, only thing I want to do is uh, saying just add some um, like for the the intro like the da 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 da. Yeah, um, I'm gonna harmonize those sections um, and put a tiny little bit of like pitch shift or you know octave on it. And then other than that, I've, that's all I kind of really need to do with it. Noise. Um, I'm down to clown with that. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, the hard, the hardest bit is going to be editing all the video work for it. Uh, we <laughs> shot, we 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 had eight cameras on the go at once. Fuck. <laughs> Josh, Josh, I know, I know we said this off camera, but I want to say it live as well. Uh, you know, it was tight, man. The video you sent us of it was proper tight, and it was absolutely fantastic. I thought it sounded really good, and I don't even like Paramore, and I thought it sounded amazing. Uh, thank you. We'll uh, get him after the show, Josh. We'll get him. <laughs> I, I say I don't like him. I just never, never paid any attention to him. So it's not. Oh, like he's backtracking well, now. He's backtracking. Kind of, I mean, I, you know, I listened to them when I was in my teenage years, as I think probably most people did. You know, yeah. everybody kind of seen Hayley Williams. You got to remember that Lee like, is twenty five years older than you are. Yeah. Fuck off. Wait. <laughs> I'm saying that's implying that he's 55. I mean, he looks good for his age, but Jesus. Mm, <laughs> looks hey, good. I don't look good for the age that I am. Yeah, kind of editing the video is going to be a bit fun. Um, yeah. The drummer had, he says, like, oh, well, I've bought these like lights that I use at home. And I, was, I had a look at them, these bright fucking like LED lights. And so actually, if I have them looking up from underneath the drums... It's yeah. going to really crisp up his movements quite nicely. Cool. Um, so I'm, uh, I haven't even started to look at the video footage yet. I just want to get the song mixed and done, and then I can worry about the rest of it after. Nice. The only bit I did that I'm really proud of, and it was the smartest thing I think I've ever done, and <laughs> I, you probably know at the start of the song when you hear Hayley go, hit that, hit that snare. I stuck, uh, I just had her in the room and then I took the mics outside and stuck them outside and then got her to shout it through that. And it's got the perfect sort of, um, yeah, like distance. Yeah. Yeah. And it works absolutely spot on. I, I, I was quite proud of that. Cool. Yeah. I only ever like listened to it when it was on Kerrang TV and it just kicks in. Yeah. So. Oh, I know that song. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that one. <laughs> I uh, that was right, uh, Matt, you've do, you've you did her a gig this week. Did her a I gig? Did do a gig? Just pretty standard party stuff. Just yeah, same old, same old. <laughs> pretty yeah, just nothing more to say than I've ever said about any other gig. Just you know, pissed people makes good gig. Indeed, yeah. Earlier, yeah. Earlier in the night when people are not pissed less good because people are like don't want to don't want to embarrass themselves then, yeah they have no qualms once they, they've drunk a bit do they? and they don't really care yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah pretty standard one of the mill party gig we're basically just kind of like um both bands now are just kind of warming up for for tt and if which, yeah it's like not both away. bands that are playing is it you've only got the one well one of them's now got one gig um at, at the same stage that the darkness are on and um Sheik are on um nice they're, they're doing like 
alternate day so there's like a uk band then a local band night then a yeah. uk band and, it, and it's obviously free entry for the locals um so yeah we're, we're on like i literally i finish work at five o'clock because i can't get any time off work and i'm on stage at six o'clock um fucking so, hell <laughs> okay uh yeah we and, sorry we start at six o'clock so i have to get there set up and thing but actually they've got amps on stage and i think one of them is a marshall is it the 1962 okay. um i can't remember exactly but it's basically a, a almost like a 212 combo of the amp that i'm running anyway so i'll just like yeah i'll use that one nice and the other guitarist can either bring his own amp or um get fucked <laughs> or that's they, there's, an, there's an orange there um, <laughs> yeah. so he's got the option of that but like the thing is he's a he's a teacher so that he can be there from like half four whereas i'd, I'd leave the office at five if i'm lucky yeah but you're saying actually about you know like bog stand gigs whatever i want to just kind of get everybody's um opinion on this because it was something i saw when i was down at a stag do a couple of weeks back and there was this, you know, generic band that were just playing, you know, like let let me entertain you and all these other bits and pieces, mm. which is fine. The problem I had was they were playing the songs, and the actual guitarist on both sides were flicking across through tab books of every song they were doing in this pub. I personally <laughs> don't like it. Um, what I will say is I play in a band where one of the guys who sings has got a, an iPad. Yeah. Um, and for certain songs, not for everything that we do, but occasionally he'll just have the words up because he forgets. Yeah, um, I mean, that, like... Yeah, that I understand. But when you're actually playing the... Not like flicking... He's definitely not like flicking through tab books or anything. Um, that's, yeah, that's like... That's not for me. Like, I, I watched... The, one of my mates got married about four or five years ago. And there was an eight-piece band, and every single one of them had music in front of them. And nerds, you you don't. There's no like crowd interaction. Like they're doing funk stuff and like yeah. and like eighties soul and things like that, and seventies soul, and that was the kind of thing. And it was it was good party music, but you couldn't interact with the band. There was no looking up at them because they were all just stood there behind the music stand. That's pretty much what we do, and none of us use music. I mean, the the singer again, she's got an iPad that's. Look, clip to the mic stand. I've got a music stand that's got the lyrics to Africa because the fucking nonsensical. <laughs> um, what I hear yeah, the drums Not lyrics, but good try. I hear Matt, the drums hi. echoing tonight. Say hi, Matt. Yeah, hi, Matt. I mean, we we went through this, didn't we? And there's, yeah. you get to about line three. Something and about you... quiet conversations. Yeah. Something about yeah, silver Africa moon, uh, silver wings reflect the moon that guide us towards salvation. Like yeah. what? And then, and then they mention Kilimanjaro being next to the Serengeti, despite the fact that they're like a thousand miles away from each yeah, other. Yeah, like emotionally, they're next to each other <laughs> because Africa is all one place. Indeed, Everything. yeah. That's <laughs> it. It's not the continent. Um, so, fuck yeah, it. I, I, uh, I mean, only nerds read. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like if you gave if you gave me a tab book and said play along to this tab book with this band, I would just look at you and go no. Yeah, <laughs> I, throw I, I the tab book on the floor. No, I could. I physically couldn't do it. No. Oh if yeah, my sight reads is not that good. I've never played before in my life, and said okay, stand here and just jam to this song. I'll be fine. Yeah, if I can improvise, it's absolutely fine. If you tell me to play along with the song with this tabs 
I will probably start maybe at the same time as everyone else and by about four notes in I'll be like three bars behind everyone and then by about six <laughs> notes in I'll be they'll be on the chorus and I'll be at the start of the first first verse. Yeah. You sure you're not a bassist? <laughs> no I mean, comment. I've got a, a situation where the um the keyboard player who happens to organise our stuff um has sent me a song today and said, Oh, we're thinking of putting this one in like one of the, the gigs soon. We've got a, a rehearsal tomorrow. Um, so I have absolutely fuck all time to practice. But mm. the the way that I tend to pick up music is I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it a few times. I'll get it in my head, get like, get the order, get the, the melody bits kind of in my head. And I've played enough tunes to co- that I can just figure shit out. Like I'll go, oh, that sounds like this this lick here. I'll do that. Mm. And then I've got a chord chart for yeah. where the rest of like where my mind doesn't <laughs> doesn't fill in the blanks. Yeah, I'm I'm not quite that. Like some songs, if the guys say, oh, we should do this, and then just start jamming it because one of the bands they do that. Like the out of practice, will go, oh, why don't we add this one in? Because somebody knows it, and they'll yeah. start playing it. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. And like the odd time you can do it, like if it's something pretty simple, like you go, ah, oh, it's probably in 12 bar or, ah, oh, it's probably, you know, generic chord progression A that every pop song that's ever been written is in. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if it's not something like that, then I start to struggle. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I certainly can't do, oh, the first part of this lick is from that song and the second part of this lick is from that song. And yeah, I can't do any of that. Yeah, I, I, I tend to like hear, if I've, if I've got chord progressions, because I, I never bothered learning um, uh, what, what fucking song was it? Um, put a spell on you. It was the Annie Lennox version. Um, mm. But I know what minor chords sound like. I know what Dom 7 chords sound like. And I know that it's roughly going to be like following... Dom, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be following these, these certain the chords. So I just I played along with it and naturally did the chords anyway. Um, but it's put me at a bit of a disadvantage because if I forget how it sounds, <laughs> I'm completely <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've had that like we had. I had like a formal break from gigging this year for the first time in a long time, and we got to a gig because we basically we had two rehearsals beforehand, and we kept going, "Oh yeah, we know this one," and not bothering with it. Yeah. And there's like three songs, and then there's like one that I start, and I'm like skip it and they're like what do you mean skip it and i'm like i don't even know how it, i don't even know what the, the the rhythm of my right hand is let alone what my left <laughs> hand should be doing skip it <laughs> yeah well we've we've got a but few we've something simple as well but i just, just like it drops out of your head and that's it and you just look at that and you're going nah yeah we, we've got some generic uh riffs in a there's like three songs <laughs> that it could be and yeah. and i've played the wrong riff to the song and we've had to just roll with it <laughs> Was it roll with it? No, it was uh, rolling, rolling, rolling. Roll roll with it's not an easy, um, but it was. I I don't actually know. Probably in G, though, in a way. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, smart smart money is is going on G, isn't it? (laughs) Right. I've got a few things that I've I've been up to this week. Um, I've just noticed the time, and I think we're probably heading towards a a quite lengthy cast already. So I'm going to expedite the process a little bit. so first thing, I recorded a video for Pedalboards of Doom. Yes, you Doom. did. Indeed. So uh, a little while ago, um, Lee got in contact with the company Gamla Pedal, uh, sorry, Gamla Workshops that make. Uh, no, they contacted me. 
Well, there you go. <clears throat> Lee, Lee responded to a contact from Gambler Workshops. Uh, and they, they basically make kind of like inverted pedal train kind of style where you've got like the inside part of a pedal train, like the, the weird kind of shell bit is where you put the pedals and they're, they're designed to like be mini pedal boards, like mini pedal pedal boards, which is kind of cool. I, I put these together and put through like four mini pedals in it. Then I realized I don't have four mini pedals that I'm that sold on. Like I, I've not got a drive, like a mini pedal drive that I'm thinking, yeah, that's the one for me. So yeah, I uh, I had to improvise, much like um, Bear Grylls. Um, so I flipped the thing upside down. A bit more like MacGyver, I'd say. Poop, poop in a bag and squeeze all the water <laughs> out it, yeah. and drink it. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I'm eating my own shit. <laughs> but these pedal boards are great. I mean, fuck. I want to redo the video now. I mean, I, I, I want to come in on this. Sorry, Just before dinner, just before dinner today, my son walks in and goes, I pooed on the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so just, I had to deal with that just Did before dinner. That was not High five fun. to him. Nature man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look, I, I ended up flipping the, the pedal board upside down because it's got handles on the top of the pedal board. They work almost like a wedge. So it, it's like really kind of pedal board shaped. Um, and then the where you'd usually put the pedals works as a really cool place to store a, um, a pedal power supply. So I managed to have like a, a power supply and then had full-size pedals rather than the mini pedals stacked on top of this uh, Gamla board. And it's impressed me so much that I'm going to be using it for rehearsal tomorrow. Nice. Which is pretty cool. I, I got to use a pedal that I'd not used before, which was the Tone City something, Model M, I think it is, like a Marshall-style. Um, a little bit like the... Is the, that the bigger, wider one? Yeah, like the Golden um, Plexi, I think it is. But it's yeah, and they had one that was the was it the was there the Prince of Tone or was, no? It was the King of Blues. King King of Blues. That was it. Yeah, and there was there was a couple of them. There was a Model M. Yeah, there was a, I, like a Model B I as well. I think it was like boogie yeah, based. I don't know. I had one of the, whatever the orange one that was like a drive pedal and a boost. Yeah, yeah, but, like very similar setup. This is it was like Marshall. It's got like two modes: high gain and crunch. Um, and then you've got a boost that goes into it. The boost really doesn't do a lot of volume boosting, but does boost the gain. So you've essentially yeah. got two gain stages. Um, so I've got that. I've also got the Moore Yellow Comp because it is the best comp. Um, and then I had a modulation. I just put a um, Helix Phaser from I mean, TC. A lot of people love that Yellow Comp, don't they? They do. That's uh, all fine. But <laughs> the main reason I chose the phaser is because the, the other two pedals were yellow. Uh, so I thought, what can I get away with that's yellow? I kept with the theme, and it looked cool. If um, it's yellow, keep it mellow. Indeed. And the board is blue, so effectively you're playing the Swedish flag. Or the Ukrainian flag. Indeed. Or yes. Political. Uh, yes. yes. Um, but there you go. I, I made a I made a pedal board. I also used um practical not practical a pedal patch 
patch cables for the first time ever. They're great, aren't they? They are absolutely fantastic. Like, <laughs> I was sure that I'd, I was going to fuck one up, but... No, you can't. I, like, I did you it can. fine. If I mean, you, if you... Did, yeah. If you use the little clipper he gives you, you're fine. But if you try doing it with, like, a pair of scissors or whatever, or, like, a pair of pliers, it won't work. You know, I, you I do it with pliers, and it works fine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. (laughs) I do it with the world's cheapest fucking out of a Christmas cracker (laughs) pair of pliers that is also a tiny saw and a tiny screwdriver and a tiny knife. That's wicked. I'm down with that. Yeah, I was was considering using um... my name engraved on it because I got it when I was like six. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Back when Christmas crackers used to be awesome. Yeah, I was I was considering using a Stanley blade, but I did have one of those little uh, snipping tools, so I thought, why not? Um, and it's like a circumcision tool for someone with a really small willy. How did you know? <laughs> there Do we you go. You think circumcision is where you cut the willy off? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so yeah, I used that. Um, I made up three cables, and each and every one of them worked. So I was a happy bunny. Um, that's yeah. really cool. And I've I've got two full complete, like the big packs, uh, that I bought probably about two years ago, and I'm I'm now considering like rewiring my main board because I need to be a grown up now. I need to do it. Um, Speaking of main board, I've just given good old Marcus Deluxe a deposit or majority of the money for my big pedal board I'm planning so maybe I'll have to try these cables out because apparently you swear by them already yeah, yeah they are yeah, they're I, very good they're very good I mean I've I've uh, like seen Phil at shows quite a lot he's an absolutely stand-up guy he's so so cool um and like the customer service that he gives with his stuff is always absolutely excellent. Like you, you contact him and go, "I'm looking, looking to make a board, and your pack, your packs only do like this amount. Like you get like five cables out of it, but I need like another couple of connectors." He'll be like, "Yeah, cool, I'll sort you out." Yeah, and yeah. I so I went to so I bought a pack for five cables, and put put it together onto my board, and I was like, I set, I basically put an order through on his website for another. Um, six connectors to make another three pedals and he was like look if you're buying that many just buy this like it's actually cheaper for you to just buy another thing and okay you don't need the cable but when it comes to it and you know you want to change your board again and it was it was literally like he, he was like there's no point in you spending five quid less than the the box just take the rest of the like and yeah. here's enough for another five and yeah he, he'll just like logically talk things through to you and say actually like you paid for this but you might as well just take this and it's you know yeah five quid more or whatever um yeah he like if you the customer service is, is absolutely fantastic i've got one board set up wired with his stuff and one with uh the the pedal patch stuff, uh, practical patch stuff as well because yeah. i wanted one board that was wired with pink cables and <laughs> I'm, uh, yeah just giant See, child you might not know this but phil was actually in excellent graphic artist as well and he um he designed the latest pedal boards of doom logo nice cool. i was gonna say it looks very similar to his logo because i'm just looking right now it looks very yeah it's got a similar to... art style he's also pretty fucking good at guitar <laughs> yeah like during yeah. lockdown his band 
um, released a version of Burn by Deep Purple, and he absolutely ripped that solo a new asshole. Nice. I haven't listened. I, I want to hear that. He also has exactly the same Zilla cab as I do because we both <laughs> saw it at a guitar show and we were both like, yes. really want that. He, he does the lime it. green one. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. It shows it. Quite and then I got one. I got one on order. <laughs> right, we've we've done enough uh, for lighting for lighting pedal patch fill. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a he's a great dude. But I mean, give yeah, give the guy a break. Feel. He can only get so much <laughs> s in there, can't. <laughs> um, what have we done? Am I on the right week? What's going on? Who am I? Um, oh yeah, what's that um, over there? Are those my feet? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yesterday, basically, just before um, lockdown started, me and Yeomans had tickets to go see Robert Cray in Birmingham, and then, of course, the world closed and he cancelled. Quite rightly, it was rescheduled for the year afterwards, and then we had another lockdown. <laughs> Uh, Is that so that what happened? That got cancelled again. <laughs> this time around, he like he rescheduled um, Birmingham dates. Uh, sorry, uh, tour dates. None of which were in Birmingham. Closest one, Oxford. So That's we went on Birmingham, a road trip. Oxford and Birmingham are basically the same place. Mm, I Not mean, m- my ass getting in at like half twelve last night suggests otherwise. <laughs> Uh, should be out the pub then, should you? <laughs> I mean, we did. We had a cheeky tipple. Let's but... be honest, though. If you're going to really complain about going to Oxford for a gig, let's just like take a moment to think about Matt here. Like, <laughs> when do bands ever go to the Isle of Man? Let's be I fair. Mean, if if you're lucky, they might come to the villa, uh, but it's never like big touring bands or like specifically like blues artists they'd, they'd never yeah. come here like you 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 get like we're, we're lucky enough that like for tt this year there's a couple of bands that i would actually pay to see if i hadn't seen them before like madness are over and i'm going to the darkness and if chic wasn't stupidly priced i might go to that but in a general normal year it'll be like the pixies come over or like generic 90s band that you don't really listen like to anymore. Reef or someone yeah, so the, 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 the other option we have is to fly off the island and fly home again. So that's about 100 quid. Generally, you've got to stay overnight. So that's another probably 100 quid if you're in a city centre. And then you've got to pay for the tickets, which is 40, 50, 60, 100 quid, depending on who you're going to see. So yeah, like it all adds up. Yeah, we'll gloss over how much I spent on Ramstein this year. Then, <laughs> I mean, I'll stop complaining about having to go to Oxford. Then, okay, I'll get back in my box. Um, but we did get to see Robert Cray, and despite our um, our joking every time that we mentioned the Robert Cray, he did not get on the stage and go, "It's time to get Cray Cray." Not once. What a shame. <laughs> However, he was hilarious. Like he, he was like cracking jokes between. Between a few of the songs, which was pretty cool, um, he played two guitars all night, and they were pretty At much the same time. <laughs> yeah, it was like Michelangelo Batio. Um, <laughs> no, he he played like he switched between these two guitars each like all night. Both of them standard tuned, or maybe E flat, but both of them essentially the same tuning. And he just like switched them as and when they got a little bit out of tune. Because if you're not, a... that's been a little bit of a diva. I mean, if you're not aware of not Robert really. Cray's technique, 
he he's a little bit like the blues equivalent of Zach Wild, where he just beats the guitar into submission rather than like like where someone would usually strum a chord, he punches the chord, uh, and then the sounds come out. He's very, like an extremely heavy-handed player. Um, he plays fourteen-gauge strings as well because he's a madman. But he he was switching up between this like dark purple um, strat and like this two-tone sunburst strat. He must be fuck? hitting it. How really the fuck has he got fourteens? Because I've got thirteens on my baritone, and they're mental in drop A's. It is so fucking fourteens on a standard scale. His neck be must be like that. <laughs> no, like the the truss rod is just pure steel. pure steel. It's it's <laughs> not even yeah. It's not like a it's not a dual action. It's just a, a iron rod that goes through the entire <laughs> entire neck. Um, but yeah, he plays like ridiculously heavy strings. Um, if you look very closely at his hands, each of his fingers have got a six pack on them. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's, he's living the dream. I think you're selling better than anyone's ever sold him. <laughs> like you should. I would. I would him. not want to be his missus. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I think there's. Um, we're going to leave that one there. <laughs> I mean, we built it. I built it. I built it up. I'm thinking Robert Cray might really like this podcast, and then yeah. Josh I, just I, I, I smashed like it out of the park. Atomic finger blast. <laughs> uh, okay, we went there. Uh, but yeah, so so he played. He played two strats all night. He um he had two effects as well. Like he was basically running uh, a wet, dry, wet rig by the looks of it, uh, with two matchless um like two twelve uh like mm. fifty watt stacks by the looks of it, and then some stacks kind of combos. no stacks. Um, and then in the center was a smaller Fender combo, I think, like a Vibro. Um, yeah, Vibro uh, looks, had, is it? Vibro looks, Vibro has it on all the time, Vibra, just yeah. going ever so slightly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. he like he switched switched on and off between it. He, it weren't that the entire time, and occasionally he'd use a chorus, but he was like the epitome of just simple setup. Because he'd like knock the volume down for for rhythm, and then when it was lead, it was like turn the volume up, and it was that. It was so so just raw, and I loved it. And just just to clarify, if you too want this simple setup, all you will need is yeah. two matches, <laughs> matches, <laughs> fucking Vibrolux, <laughs> a chorus pedal, a fucking what, whatever strat or whatever he's playing. With yeah, like the Robert Ca- Robert Cray signature strat. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it was a cheap set, but it was like in terms of it's complexity, it was quite it's a simple. Wet dry, wet rig. Yeah, <laughs> I have an idea. Shall do? we do our hot take? We shall do our hot take. Yes, yes, we shall. Yes. Um, so, Cray's setup is not simple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's not a hot take, I suppose. Uh, so, this uh, previous week's hot take, which we got a bit of flack for in the in the various <laughs> groups, saying, "Oh, that's not a hot take." Yeah, get to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was new guitar pedals do not make you better. Correct. I mean, 
you're on the winning side. When I took the took the um, the stats on that one, we had 42 for yes and 33 for no. When this poll was first out for the first day, it was one person for yes and about 20 for no. So we got there. We got there, kids. We got there. Um, um, what about tuna pedals? They, <laughs> they literally you turn your guitar off. <laughs> that yeah, makes you worse. Helping you practice. They, they can help you practice you tuning. Worse. There you go. They can help <laughs> yeah. you practice tuning, but they're not going to help you make you a better guitarist. If you just because you're in tune doesn't mean that you can still you can play. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I I was a little bit uh, a little bit harsh at the start there, but we had some really cool discussion with this one. I, I thought actually, out of all of our hot takes, this one has been one of the best ones. So. Until now, let's open up a big old can of worms. Josh, you uh, you submitted this one for hot take this week, didn't you? What yes. you're saying? And now this is where I like I'm going to shoot myself in the foot, but at the same time, bear with me. Bang. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> um, t- tone does not come from your wood, therefore wood does not matter in your quest for tone. Is this each so, individual man, and why are we not like letting the women join in on this? What? He's talking about uh, erections. Penis, uh, penis, penis, uh, penis. Uh, right. So now, we, now we've got that, that out of the way. <laughs> so um, woods I, does not affect toad. Is essentially your um, now. I sit on the fence with this, and I will explain. And the why fence is made of wood. Yes. Is that affecting <laughs> your tone? How, 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 how ironic. Um, so I am a firm believer that wood doesn't affect the tone of your guitar or whatever bullshit opinion you think of it. However, now this is where I, my opinion becomes a little bit stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have two guitars that are both older bodies, mahogany necks, Ebony fretboards, um, same scale length. They both have Floyd roses. They both have uh, Gota tuners, uh, both made in Korea. Both have the same pickup set in them. The only thing that is different is one of the pickup sets is brushed aluminium and the other is chrome. And yet the two guitars do sound slightly different. But <laughs> that's metal, though, not wood. Yeah. The difference there is metal, not wood. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm trying to tell myself. <laughs> you've, um, you've essentially but... rendered the the tone of the guitar however, useless with however, the Floyd Rose. If you yeah. get like you get six different Les Pauls and you put them into the same Marshall, they're all going to sound the same. No, if you get if you get a, if you get a <laughs> strand, oh, sorry, that's that's completely incorrect. You go put like five different Marsh, uh, Gibsons through one Marshall, every single one of them is going to sound completely different. And that's one... I mean, not completely. I mean, yeah, completely is a bit of a misnomer here. They will sound a little different. No, they sound a lot different. They do. They're uh, not going to sound like a fucking strand now, are they? Let's, let's be fair. <laughs> okay, but they're also not going to sound like a, a honking horn, are they? You know... They're, they're, yes, they're they going to sound like sound a Les Paul. A slightly different yeah. Les Paul than the last one that you just plugged in. So, I mean, I'm firmly in the camp of the the wood probably makes more of a difference than anybody wants to admit. 
Yeah. But it's not the most significant. There's a lot of, oh, sorry, not a lot, but there's a small group of people out there who are definitely in the camp of the wood is the most important thing. And if you don't have the right wood, then you might as well not even make the guitar. Yeah. And that's absolute horseshit. Like, yeah. wood comes way after things like pickup choices and like things like, you know, yeah, even, just even the like electronics hardware and electronics. Like, all of that shit is far more important than whatever wood the guitar is made out of. Even your fucking paint job. If you throw a load of nitrocellulose, uh, sorry, a, a load of um, polyurethane, yeah, polyurethane lacquer yeah. over over your wood, it's going to sound completely different to if you have a nitro finish that can actually like breathe. Yeah, like pour and also, breathe, if yeah. you've got four inches thick of fucking polyurethane, like some of the cheap squires have got. Doesn't matter what your wood is because your your guitar is basically plastic anyway. Mm. Yeah, um, yep. I think that's kind of the main thing. But if you've got a good quality instrument, once you once you start paying for like half decent stuff, then absolutely, I do think that the quality of the wood, even more, even like obviously different wood types will have slightly different things, but uh, sounds. But certainly the quality of the wood that you've got. So even if you have what two guitars that are made of mahogany and one of them's got full of knots and one of them is a nice piece of guitar they'll resonate differently and yeah. they'll play differently it's true um, I... that's all that's pretty much bang on the only thing i think you missed was the power of the pickups yeah if, yeah. if you've got low if you've got like filter trons like you've got a gretch or something um they're gonna let through the sounds of the wood much more than if you've got a set of emgs yeah like you, yeah. you put emgs in anything and it sounds like an EMG. An EMG. Yeah. Whereas the the more subtle the pickup, it, it plays more of a difference. The like where I'm standing on this one is that wood does affect tone. I think like Matt says, it's not the be all and end all, but it, it affects it more than I had like more than I perceived it to be. Because I was fully of the camp that actually if you slam uh, like a decent set of pickups in something, you can pretty much make it sound the way that you want it to. However, the Ibanez Fireman that I have got is a full mahogany. It's essentially a Gibson. It's a full mahogany, uh, mahogany neck, mahogany body, but it's a strap set up. It's three single coils. I thought if I put like a generally kind of Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas-y, Alnico 5 set in that, I'll get somewhere near Strat sounding. And it ain't happened. It still sounds like the, the single coils in that mahogany body sound unlike single coils would sound in a Strat. They sound quite thick and almost humbuckery because of the tone of the the wood the density of the wood that it's resonating with. And no matter what I've tried, I cannot get that guitar to sound stratty enough for my taste. Um, so so I've got definitive evidence on tone with making a difference. Um, so we released a, ped- a pickup world on Tonepedia. Um, we've got uh-huh. over 100 different sets of pickups that we've recorded. And we're what we do is we record them into the same, uh, all of them into the same guitar. 
-hmm. And what one of the choices companies have is uh, if we're doing it into a strat, they can have it either with a, a maple or a rosewood neck. Mm -hmm. um, and some companies choose to have it done with both. So we record it with both. So same set of pickups, different necks, two different necks, and you can hear the difference. And we've done this on lots of different pickup sets. So it's, I mean, it's as scientific as it has been done so far. Yeah. And extensively done as well. Uh, and yeah, it sounds different. And I mean, the, you, can't, you can't argue with that. The, it the does final, sound different. The final thing I'll say is if you don't want to hear the difference, then just put a lot of drive on and then you won't hear the difference. <laughs> yeah, the more compression that you put on it, be that like saturation through like loudness or through just adding gain to it, the the more that you render those subtle differences essentially useless. Yeah. Um it is it's a very subtle thing. It's it's not like like I say, there's there's so much more that kind of contributes ahead of it and it just is the final kind of like yeah two percent on the end of your tone. But you can take that two percent away with, you know, a drive pedal or like you said earlier, Floyd Rose, if you've just got the strings attached completely at the neck at the at the, the um, like screwed down fixed nut thing and yeah. your Floyd Rose then it's not really interacting with the wood anymore anyway it's interacting with some springs and the, the nut so at that point mm. you're just getting the tone, the tone of the pickups yeah and the way oh, that those bridges thing. float as well they're not they're contacted to the, the body on two tiny points yeah yeah so one, one of the best things about a decent a decent guitar is the the resonance back and the feeling back. It's a bit like when you're standing in front of a loud amp and you feel it back through you. You know, if you can pick up a guitar unplugged that gives you that sort of resonance, almost like a hollow body, but you know, we're talking solid bodies here, really. Um, you will, um, if you can get that sort of resonance all up the neck, so you're feeling what you're playing as much as um, through the string, through the wood, as through the strings. Then that's that's a good wood. <laughs> hey. I mean, to to back up Josh's argument because I think we've uh, spent a good like fifteen minutes here, like completely shitting on that argument. Um, I've Sorry, got, mate. <laughs> I've got like a rack of guitars there, like ranging from uh, like expensive. Strat like, strat. <laughs> no, I've got I've got strats. I've got tellies. I've got like Gibson esque guitars, ranging in like a vast range of price points i've got like i've got gibson custom shop um the uh oh, what's it called the midtown is from the gibson custom range all the way down to like that quincy sg kind of <laughs> special the which is sg thing yeah which that's going to be the cheapest bit of woods that you could strap a guitar like strap strings to and call call a guitar without it being one of the like really terrible unplayable things that thing despite being the cheapest cuts of wood that could have been put together fantastic sounding guitar fantastic player so mm. like from that side of the um the argument is the wood affecting the tone all that much because that thing still manages to sound absolutely great. And it's yeah. 
like it's probably pallet wood. So I mean, it doesn't it doesn't have to be. We're not saying that you have to have certain woods. Certain woods sound better than others. What we're saying is certain woods sound different to others. Yeah, and that again, it's down to how you interpret the question. Because last week, people interpreted the um, the pedals make you a different player as like actually some some pedals can inspire you to play and if you're inspired to play then is that not making you a better player which was my argument yeah no it's not Uh, just because you're picking up the guitar (laughs) does not mean you are improving your guitar playing i mean matt we won we won you don't need to you don't need need to to crush them i need to crush them destroy um yeah so we're leaving that to you viewers listeners whatever you are all of you guys and girls so in the facebook group the fret talk podcast facebook group and possibly in the pedal Wars doing one it will be shared vote on this however you decide to interpret this statement and it will have it will have vague and <laughs> uh, meandering um, poll choices and that's the way that we do this so get off um, my back you know if we didn't really talk too much about metal guitars, but you could basically make a metal guitar out of almost anything you want. That's why so many of them are bass wood and just order. You know, you look at any of Satriani or Steve Vai's guitars and, and they're mainly bass wood, aren't they? Well, yeah, but that goes back to it's because, it, like with a trem system, you're not really interacting with the wood. So I guess, actually, mm-hmm. and the pickups. what we didn't say is that, you know, for, for those those guitars, actually, Josh is probably right. Yeah, and I didn't want to say that because I'm obviously in my camp, and my camp is right, and Josh's is therefore wrong. But <laughs> Josh is actually probably a bit right when it comes to Floyd Rose guitars. In the you know anything with that kind of trem, and that's also I know like you keep telling me to just bolt down the the trem system on a strap, but that's why I want a hardtail strap because there's more wood there and they resonate more. And I just I I don't want a strap with a hole in the middle. I want a strap that functions as a guitar as opposed to a detuning monster i mean once you once you bolt them down the detuning monster isn't there it doesn't it doesn't happen all yeah, of mine resonate as well because of the there's fucking springs and metal and nonsense in where there should be wood i mean yeah. i've never had any but, issues with sustain on a strap i think a lot i think this is going to be a very much 50 50 vote um t- in terms of things because i've seen a lot of people saying like going the same way that josh does on it cool There's people like see people just set up a few strings in the air with a pickup and they're going oh look still get his guitar sound so yes you can, can yeah <laughs> i suppose you can there's that weird uh, aluminium thing where it's got no neck and it's just frets attached to what is essentially a truss yes, rod. Yes, yeah. And it still sounds like a guitar. And the, the one thing that we're completely ignoring is the Variax. <laughs> it doesn't change wood, but changes and sounds like the new ones. Yeah. yeah. That is, that's voodoo trickery, though, that is. <laughs> that is the work of the devil. I'd like to mention a little bit of news today because I did promise um, at least one of the companies that we would. Okay. Okay. Blackstar? Yeah. We're going to talk about the Blackstar. <laughs> no, we'll mention that like, next week on the 250th yeah. special. <laughs> go on, go well, on, we Lake. What are we saying? Um, okay. So, my friend Andrea, um, who 
owns AC Noises. Um, he was one of the very first companies who supported Pedal Lords of Doom back in the day. He, he sent us um, some of the very first pedals to demo on, like, if you go back through the videos, like, they are crap, but they are, like, <laughs> we've learned. super early. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've improved. We've actually got a thing today, didn't we, boys, for knocking... No, it wasn't today, but I, I found it today, which was uh, for knocking out 250 videos. Indeed. Yeah, Ooh. 250 videos, 250 episodes of the podcast. It's like fate is telling us something. I don't what? know what, but... <laughs> it's, right. it's doing okay. it. So AC Noises uh, knocked out the Erla um which is it's a bit weird and when they first started doing pedals they did like a tube screamer a distortion and a fuzz and that was it and they were really pretty they were really lovely looking pedals and they had like very block colors and then they'd have a, a really nice picture on them and this is in the same vein as that but recently and i say recently over the last like four years or whatever they've been making quite odd pedals and it's really taken them up into the stratosphere in terms of popularity that like no one really knew about who they were very much before and um, with the um one of their most famous pedals i think it's called the Ammer, which is a reverb and i think it's a bit crusher yeah like, no, it, it, it uh, yeah. nails with <laughs> um, yeah Ammer. um with this they've um, they've created this um, very interesting thing. So if you're going to create a fuzz, one of the things that you do not normally try to replicate is one of the digital fuzzes that have come out over the years. Okay, yeah. And this is the uh, the Boss CMOS, you know, the Cousin um, Fuzz on one, on one part of it. Yeah. And then it goes from that into a dual resonance filter, which okay. you can affect. <laughs> I know it's mental that you can affect with an expression pedal if you want to. Um, you've got high pass, you've got low pass, which you can switch between. Both the filter and the fuzz are switchable on and off by the pedal. Let me share my screen with you guys so you can actually see what it is I am talking about now. Josh, me. You know where this is going to come in really cool. What's that? This is going to come in really cool for those um, those Ramstein filter sweep things. You know, like when they're playing something really heavy and then they kind of like sweep it in with the uh, with the wire pedal. Yeah, that's that's going to be one of the tones that you can you're probably going to be able to nail with this. Um, but it's going to do a lot more. It's gonna it's gonna be absolutely mental. There are some videos of it. I've not managed to watch any of them yet, but I'm going to as soon as we've finished with uh, the podcast. Hey, it's um, the, that one who does the harp demos. Emma. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. She's lovely, she is. Um, well, if you want to send me one to demo one, I'll test it with the Ramstein principle. <laughs> I'm getting one in approximately July. Um, I will have a play of it and probably send it over to you to have a play of it yourself. Because that would be very interesting to try and see if it would get that sort of. Does it Ramstein? <laughs> Does it Stein? Um, <laughs> I think we're going to get lots of very strange tones coming out of this thing. And what I love about this sort of thing is how how out of the box it is. 
but it looks great as well how cool is that i love the symmetry of it we got like the three knobs there and then you got the five knobs smaller knobs here and then this skull. everywhere a knob knob <laughs> it, it just looks like a there's there is some something very italian style styling about all their pedals and they are italian um but yeah it's so super cool yeah it's um, cool um it, lo- uh, it looks really nice i do like how it looks i'm mm. interested to hear it yeah he's also got a thing down here about what the name means it means to scream but in a second person imperative so you scream what I would be very You're interested with this screen. now is with the quad cortex, obviously you have the ability to capture pedals on here, not just amps. Mm-hmm. But he says with capturing things, you can only do like fuzzes, drives, you know, those sorts of things. So I'd be interested to know how it would capture, especially if it's got like kind of the, the dual resonant filter, it's going to be very interesting. What what I love about how he's um, described it is he he really hasn't um, like pulled any punches. He's saying like the uh, CMLS uh, chip is basically there's no in between, there's no dynamic range, there's no vintage tone or anything like that. It's ones mm, and zeros. Mm, mm. It's basically a square wave. Get, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> yeah, it's that's chainsaw in your tone. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get I mean, it's a tone, isn't it? Like, we've we've got an abundance of uh, delicate, vintage-styled fuzz tones. So, why not aim for some of these kind of gnarlier digital fuzzes? Yeah, I really struggle to get excited about fuzz. Oh, I was saying earlier, I've got four out of my hundred pedals. I've got four, <laughs> and like... we've circled back around. I think we are. Hmm. A, a good hour-ish into this podcast now, so we should probably wrap up. So, Patreon backers, you are awesome. You facilitate this nonsense. Thank you so much. For as little as $2 a month, you can be one of these cool kids. They are just much better than regular people. Um, and you can be part of that crew. It's not exclusive, but it is pay to play. The people who back us are as follows. It's Mr. Andrew Bimson. Mr. Adam Yeomans, Mr. Doug Christ of 37 Effects, of Masters of the Cinematic Universe, and of the Just Surprise Me podcast. We have got... Hang on, just one sec. There we go. We have got Mr. Hugh G. Rection. <laughs> we have got Mr. Ben Fletcher of Fletcher Pickups. And we've got Mr. Brian Gower of the Tone Jerks podcast. And the second button podcast. Damn it, Lee. Damn you. Um... <laughs> If you want to catch me online, I am Budget Pedal Chap. As always, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. YouTube is the home to the No Talkal Tone series and the home to the No Talkal Tone Versus series. Uh, I think this week we've got the third dimension by um, TC. Whoa. It's mental. I'm not entirely sure that I even got all of the settings, I'll be honest. So let me know uh, if I missed one. I'd like to wait be that against the Dimension C. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, Josh, where can we find you? In Birmingham. In Birmingham. Uh, we can find you, Joshy ZK. Joshy ZK, the Guitar Geeks podcast, and Paramore GB. Indeed. Uh, I'm going to say that we can find Lee at Pedal Boards of Doom on YouTube and on Facebook and on Instagram. 
mainly because he's again, once again, deep throating his microphone. <laughs> so I need to edit that out. Matt, where can we find you? You're heel underscore Matt Q at everything apart from Twitch. Fuck you, Twitch. <laughs> uh, yeah, not everything. You're on TikTok. Yeah, Matt, uh, get on yeah, TikTok. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I am heel underscore Matt Q on tickety tockety. Um, tickety tock on the clock. Coach driver and he started doing TikTok. And it's, it's like he's getting lots of followers talking about his coach. <laughs> It's really weird. That's the way they Did roll. I'll tell you that Whee! coach is a euphemism for something. Right. So Somebody this is where we wrap the podcast up. This is we got we're just gonna we're gonna wrap it. <laughs> so <laughs> from myself, Mr. Pudgy Pedal Chap. From Mr. Matt Quine, say bye Matt. Bye Matt. <laughs> so hi Matt. Hi Matt. Damn it. It's the start of the podcast again. <laughs> Shit. Uh from welcome, Lee Padabada Do. And from Joshy ZK, it will be a tatted boy and good night for this week. There are a bit. Do you know how heavy a red hot chili pepper is? Give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yeah, you fucking do. Yes. (laughs) You were keeping that.